You're listening to a Vancouver podcast by Colton and Jocelyn. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver, living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing, about something, about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, what's happening in the world, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back, listen up, and get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. I feel like there's definitely like a lot of shame behind adopting though, you know what I mean? What Rather than mean? having your own like creation, you're adopting. I think priority is always going to be adopt. No, I, I mean, have your own kid. Wait, what do you mean there's shame? I don't get it. Not shame. Why would that be shameful if you decide to give a home to a kid that doesn't no, have a home? No, not shameful. When you want to have a kid, you have your own kid. You don't adopt, right? I'm all for adopting, don't get me wrong. Like, don't have a kid, just adopt a lot of kids out there in the world. Canada is different though for adoption. The kids that need to be adopted are Aboriginals. And according to like Canada law, they have to be with an Aboriginal yeah, family. Yeah, I heard that. There was like a story or something that, that went on where like an Aboriginal girl was adopted to like a non-Aboriginal family. <laughs> the law around like Aboriginal kids, orphan kids having to be adopted to like Aboriginal families. Okay. They had to like cancel that adoption and like take take her away from that family. Yeah, no. That so, was a, like a legit story. That is a legit story. I believe that. It was my girlfriend who was and her husband. Her husband yeah. helped build the website for Obamacare in the States. So they have money. They're like well off. <laughs> yeah, they, um, they ain't hurting for the fun. Yeah, they've got dinero. Yeah. But when they like dived into what adoption looks like in Canada, they're left with uh, maybe some white kid and maybe a black kid. <laughs> He's brown, she's Filipino. They want someone or like a kid that maybe like reflects closer to their ethnic background. Right. Or so, at least color. Yeah. So they're not looking for a white kid. No. And they, they'd be open to like an Aboriginal kid, but they weren't allowed. So now they're on the waiting list. They've already pumped so much money into like the agencies. And then it came to the point where like, uh, you might have to wait five to 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, uh, we're like mid thirties. And even like, it's not even guaranteed. No, it's not wait. guaranteed. So they're still waiting and they're like, ugh, this is not going to work for us. And we don't want to procreate yeah. in that way. Like we want to adopt. Um, and then they decided like, Hey, then let's try, let's see what happens from, and it was like, I think July until the end of the year that they decided that they were going to do that. She got pregnant in like November or December or something. <laughs> it's so fucked up how like that kind of works, right? I was listening to The Beat, The Breakfast Show. Yeah. And like Amy Beeman was like talking about adoption. She was trying to like adopt for the longest time. And on this oh. like this one morning, like she fucking broke down crying because she was so close to adopting this kid in Africa and then it all just fell through. And she dropped a lot of money. International adoption yeah. is the most challenging. Like, Which is crazy, right? It's like, why do you have to, like, I get, because you want to protect the kid. Like, I get that part. I get it, right? Because, like, there's a lot of fucked up people out there that mm -hmm. want to adopt kids for the wrong reason. But I feel like there's a lot of kids who really want to be in family. So do you really have to make it this hard? And I feel like it's almost like a cash grab, you know? It's like, oh, yeah. these, these companies are, like, praying. Oh, no. What happened was that company that she was adopting from shut down. They just closed. So where did the funds go? Nobody knows. That's the thing, right? It's just like they kind of ran away with the funds. scandal shit. It's so fucked up, right? So it's just like, who can you actually trust in this world nowadays? You know what I mean? That you, that you have these freaking money-hungry people yeah. creating this kind of scam to adopt kids. The sad I mean? thing is like there's no like standard or regulation for something like that. That yeah. should be like a human rights issue. Totally. 
but there isn't. There isn't. So Madonna can have a billion black babies. She'll <laughs> <Yeah>. have one. <laughs> but like she, because she's got the money, she's got the fame, da, da, da. everyone's going to want to like pass her babies off to her. Totally. But someone who has the same kind of funds, like may not have that stature, but they, they can't have yeah. or adopt yeah. a baby who needs a home. Totally. It's like so messed up. I don't get it. Because like, okay, I don't know if you saw this on Facebook or anywhere, but... They have this live, ongoing streamline of our world population. Okay. So the tallies are going up. Um, How do they account for that? Though? I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> okay, now I'm just talking hokey pokey. <laughs> the thing is, okay, so there's that. This is the. <laughs> this is where I need to Google shit. Um, but they have the timeline or like the the total numbers of our world population. Yeah births and then deaths yeah but if that keeps going up yeah and then death isn't yeah at some point we're gonna be at like capacity oh. where there's no resources we're already at capacity that's the fucked up thing, are we right? though we're I so overpopulated bbc episode okay. where or this um documentary where it said that we're at a good place like where we're at we're having currently, a happy like, yeah. there's just enough people being born as there are people dying yeah so like, like it's enough stable. even though like our population is so high and the deaths are not as high like there's no counter right. we're still in a good place like we have enough resources the technology like balances it all out so when i'm watching this i'm like fuck that that makes sense yeah of course it does right like people are building gardens in a refrigerator that yeah. can feed 100 to 150 people yeah that's one fridge yeah so it's like oh that totally makes sense so like i don't know how much i believe like I that feel like makes sense one fridge, 200 people. That's why I don't watch documentaries, just for that reason, right? One moment, a documentary is telling you that the world's going to end. We're overpopulated. We're overconsuming. We're destroying the world. And then you're telling me about this BBC, BC documentary where they're just like, BBC. everything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's enough technology that balances it all out. And that's what I like to or believe. find a solution for it. And that's what I like to believe. But what can you believe? You can't theory. believe it. You're right. I'm <laughs> really, like I'm ready to sign up on that shit. But then, on the flip side, is the endangered species list. Yeah. If you can't fucking save these animals, which is here so for, fucked like, up, a billion and billions yeah. of years or whatever centuries. I don't even know. Yeah. Some of them are from like prehistoric times that are now being extinct. It's like, how do we know if that's true? Yeah. No, I agree for sure. But then I'm like wondering, like, is this just all part of evolution? Like survival of the fittest, right? Like, however, like I take that back. It's our fault that these animals are like going extinct because we're hunting them to Yeah, death. we're at the, the high, the highest yeah. hierarchy of... Like human or... The, the, What's, the, what did they call that? Animal. <laughs> Science. <laughs> Science. <laughs> We're at the top of the, the food chain. The food chain. Yeah. That's exactly. Are we at the top of the food chain? Though? Yeah, we are. Are Who's we? Beyond us. That's true. Other than environment yeah. and all that, which is our own doing. Yeah. It's just so fucked up, though. I don't know. It's just weird. It is really fucked up. Because, um, say, like, the hippopotamus or the rhinoceros, those are on the brink of being extinct. Which I think, like, okay, like, yeah. When I grew that... up, that was, like, the shit. Yeah. Like, remember um, Jim Carrey? He didn't think that was gonna go extinct, did you? You know what's really fucking crazy is that like I watched that when I was a kid, but I still remember that scene. Oh yeah. Jim Carrey should be proud of himself that anyone on that safari train yeah. was like mortified. Yeah. <laughs>
He's an actor. Very good acting. But he really ingrained that, that scene into our minds, though. Oh, do you remember his face, like, coming out of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I watched that with my aunt. Um, me and Cheryl were, like, pro- like, me and my sister were really young. And she didn't know what movie she took us to. She's like, what's happening? Like, why are you watching this? What's happening? We need to get out of here. Well, she tried to get us out. And then it ended. And then it was better after that. But that was like an opening scene. That Yeah, um, the rhinoceros scene. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming she tried to get you out of the movie. Yeah. And the scene where, like, uh, the police officer leaves. It was actually a male and she tucked it. Or he tucked it. Maybe there's multiple times you tried to get us out. This is clearly a PG-13 movie, and you're 10. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out. And we're like, no, it's going to get better. And it didn't. They talk about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they love God in this one. Oh, t- they have testimonies. They're missionaries in Africa. And she's like, okay, now we have to watch this. <laughs> and nothing happened. No one was converted to Christianity. Christianity. They're, okay, legit. We used to have these, like, family friends when I was a kid. And they were, like, hardcore Christians. Like, yeah. hardcore Christians. And, like, we used to share music all the time. So one time I brought over TLC's Crazy <laughs> Sexy Cool. Oh my gosh, what did you play? Well, I tried, to pl- I tried to bring it over and share the music with them. And then the mom saw the CD. And she's like, what is this? And I'm just like, holy... They're a Christian group, but all of like that CD album, it said crazy, sexy, cool on it. TLC stands for They Love Christ. Yeah, exactly. I, I tried to say something. I was like, oh yeah, they sing at church all the time. And the mom was like, uh, no, this isn't uh, going to happen. You're the spot of Satan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully Get out of my house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's so crazy. Christians are like so crazy about like secular music. Like when I was growing up, we were really good friends with the pastor's daughters. Yeah. So we bought the all for one like <laughs> tape at the time. So now I'm really dating myself. One song on it was called I Got Skills. And his skills were of the sexual matter. <laughs> Clearly. And then they came back to my mom and were like, Hey, your daughters lent our daughters this tape. Um, and there's like really explicit like, songs on here. And we're like, what? And then my mom was like, what tape did you bring to the pastor's daughter's house? And we're like, oh, because we love I Swear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All for Men's like her favorite. Yeah. And then she took the tape away from us. Awful. Did yeah. you ever get it back? No. What'd she do with it? I don't know what she did. She fucking like ran it over or something. I bet your mom listens to it every night. She's like, I Swear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's my tape player? <laughs> she reads <laughs> her Walkman. <laughs> oh, Sony Walkman. Oh. Uh, Got to fast forward so I can rewind and exactly. flip it. Just at the right spot. <laughs> Boom. But that's the thing. It's so like secular and then Christianity. Oh, totally. It's like you think the song. Okay, that's another thing. Me and my sister love Boyz II Men. Yeah. And they came out with Boyz II Men too. Yeah. And they had a song, um, I'll Make Love to You. <laughs> yes, Guess I know who song. caught wind of that? Pastor's Daughter's. <laughs> dad and then we couldn't listen to it you just took the cd from me yeah get the fuck out no my mom took it away from us because she was like so influenced by like the pastor yeah this is talking about like sex and like 
having sex. But you're not having sex. You're making no, I'm love. just fucking like making love. I'll make love to you. The yeah. bridge was excellent. <laughs> exactly. The notes are good. The high notes they hit. Isn't that magical. what Jesus wants though? <laughs> love, not Did sex. He given the talent to sing those notes. Exactly. But yeah, it's like secular versus fucking Christian. There's no like in between. There isn't. Which is really crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. It's like, like chill the fuck out. Yeah, and then they came to concert when I was in grade nine, and yeah. we couldn't go because um, of that one song. Really? Um, Your mom was like, no, you're not going to Boys to Men? Yeah, because are they married? Are they making love to their wife? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. You should be like, yes. <laughs> they have two kids, they go to church every Sunday, and they make love and every Sunday night. Missionary style, uh, exactly. like regular Christian people. <laughs> they close their eyes. <laughs> They pray to Jesus beforehand, and they hope that they have baby yeah. afterwards. Yeah, and then it's gonna be like two minutes, and they exactly. fall asleep. They read the body, They read a verse to each other before yeah. they fall asleep. And then they have <laughs> exactly. dry hump. First, dry hump, fall asleep. Mom, that's what Christians. That's how Christians make love. You should ask your mom. Like, what do you expect? I don't know. I couldn't ask her because she was so like pleasing. I suppose. I think my mom's only issue with our music was that they were swearing in it. Oh yeah. Okay, so this other CD my mom bought me was like the Booty Call soundtrack. There's this one song. What's Booty Call? Booty, you don't know Booty Call? Who's Jamie it? Foxx is in it. I don't think I've ever it's watched It's basically, that. they like hook up with a bunch of girls. I never watched it either, but the R&B shit on the soundtrack <laughs> was pretty good. One song was, okay, so anyways, it's like, I guess they hook up with a bunch of people. Yeah. They have a Booty Call. Yeah shit happens right, 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 and it, it, it goes badly yeah but the soundtrack is really good except for one song and then one of the lyrics is like i'll fuck you till you bleed <laughs> like how did your mom hear that yeah and like um, how did your mom hear? did she listen to the your cds with you no like i'm listening to my room i'm drawing <laughs> fuck you till you bleed i'm not responding <laughs> yeah. and then she's like what are you listening to <laughs> i was like oh, there's a soundtrack it's like what and then she doesn't do really like that much. Yeah. But it wasn't until like um, we that. used to have a nanny yeah. that listened to it, who was like totally Christian that like lost her shit. Where did she then, like? Well, she was like, "Fuck you till you bleed." She like dissected every word, and it was just like maybe one or two times they said it, but that just like set her over to the edge. Told my mom, and then um, I don't even know what happened to the CD. <laughs> she broke it. <laughs> no, she kept it for her discman. <laughs> so your mom has a walk-in for her boys to men. And she has a, a discman for her booty call soundtrack. She's like, oh, yeah. Is, <laughs> this is like you guys power walking to at the mall. <laughs> Looking for deals at the Gap. That's exactly. my mom. <laughs> I will like admit, fuck you till you bleed does yeah. sound a bit fucking rude. You know what? I don't know what that means. I yeah. know the word fuck. And does then that mean bleed? Like, like uh, does she have her period? I'm like 12, 13 years old. Like, <laughs> I'm young at this point when I got this. Totally. The only reason I got it because Backstreet Boys was on that list, on that soundtrack too. Got it. Backstreet Boys? Mm. Really? Of course, yeah. What song was it? It was something party. Let's have a party. You don't know it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was a huge bachelor. Clearly. I still am. <laughs> <laughs> really for I will say though that like okay, lyrics back then there was like a raunchy song. Every like ten songs there's one raunchy song. Nowadays, there's like a raunchy song every two songs. Have you oh, listened yeah, to okay. the weekend's lyrics? Yeah, he's doing things in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. I mean like <laughs> his shit is sleeping. fucking raunchy. 
Yeah, he's bad. So I'm just like, you think he was bad then? Listen to the music now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> What's another one in the 90s? Oh, my neck, my back, something. My, my pussy and my cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's like one out words. of 50 songs with yeah. that song. Foxy Brown. That was like the late 90s though, right? Shit just started ramping up once you got closer <laughs> to the 2000s. And after that, all hell broke loose. Like, whatever. Just make a song. If it runs cool got a good beat yeah. and then um you're fucking someone until they played exactly <laughs> exactly that's a perfect way to to write a song <laughs> so with that in mind should we should we introduce ourselves <laughs> yeah i i'm jesslyn how old are you jesslyn i'm in my 30s <laughs> so i'm 33 tell me your ethnicity and your marital status okay i'm filipino yeah and I have a boyfriend. And were you born and raised in Vancouver? Um, pretty much. Vicinity. M- the municipality. Or not the municipality, but just like the regional area of like Okay, Vancouver. so I was born in Winnipeg, moved to East Van when I was like two. Yeah. East pretty- Van being East Vancouver. Yeah, East Vancouver. Don't yeah. get confused with East Van Hootenburg <laughs> in Germany. Is that actually a place? No. <laughs> <laughs> East Vancouver. Yeah, East Vancouver, and then I grew up in Surrey. Cool. Yeah, how about you? So my name's Colton. Mm-hmm. I'm 30 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm gay. I grew up in Surrey, born and raised in Surrey, mm-hmm. and I now live in Vancouver. And the connection that we have is that you are actually together with my brother, Coleman. So. He's my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I use that word loosely, though. Very loosely. Because you could also say husband. And we're all, we also just finished a bottle of Cote d'Iron red wine. Mm-hmm. And now we're on a Finca Los Primos Malbec. So, yeah, so, we're, we're nice and liquored up with wine. And very pretentious because we don't drink any kind of wine. <laughs> Yellowtail, P.U. No offense, yeah. Australia. Painted turtle, no bueno. Gross. <laughs> no offense, Australia. <laughs> so yeah, this is our first attempt at doing a podcast. Yeah, and the reason we wanted to do that, because I don't feel like we have enough representation for Vancouver in a sense Fair of enough. its realness. You're either, you must visit this place because it's the best place on earth, yeah. or it's a fucking shit town. No fun city, you'll never make friends. Exactly. And we're somewhere in between, I think. So, I grew up in East Van up until I was like in elementary school. Where in East Van did you grow up? Um, 280 East 10th Avenue. What is that? Was that like, is that like? East 10th and uh, Renfrew. So like, did you go to Van Tech? I went to Chief McQuinnah. Chief, is that school still around? Yeah, it is. Um, actually, actually, it just closed last year. It actually closed down? Yeah. For a new school or just like? I don't know what it is. I think because they had to integrate um, more grades. Because they did like up until grade five, I think. Um, my old roommate's kid went to that school. So we know the theme song. <laughs> and we sing it since. Y'all got a theme song? Yeah. Like an elementary school theme song? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I wouldn't sing it, but I only know parts of it. Like, oh, Chief Mike went out of school. We try our best. We work hard every day. Da, 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 That's da, da. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, sing this song. Um, yeah, so bad happened. So you went there until grade five and you moved to Surrey? No, I went there till grade one. Okay. And then we moved to Surrey. Got it. For all our, you know, potential international listeners, if we do like publish <laughs> this online, 
Surrey you know. is like a suburban of Vancouver. It it has a bad reputation for mm-hmm. being the ghetto, but yeah, I don't think so. Ask David Letterman. I think he's the one who coined um, Surrey Girls. Really? Yeah. No I way. wish we could Google that. Because I remember being on a bus saying that I was from South Surrey and then some white kids said uh, something about David Letterman calling us hoes. Anyways. <laughs> Side note, that's a different story. Surrey is your typical suburban hood. Take whatever you want from that definition, but I actually have a like a respect for Surrey. I feel like it's quite, it's like it's one of the biggest cities in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, it's just like this huge Asian population. But back then, like growing up in Surrey, I was like one of like a few Asian kids. Oh yeah, me too. I had to be friends with the Fijian kid because that's like the closest one to me. <laughs> it's like you're close enough. He's so Jane. dark. And I was like, hey, you're going to be my friend. His name was Andrew. That's the thing though. Like growing up that way, yeah. you don't know where to identify yourself. Oh, totally. It's so hard. For sure. Like you don't know where. In high school, it was even worse. You're like, I, I felt like I was like that awkward Asian kid that didn't know where he belonged, you know? That was always like weird. Growing up Asian and like a white dominated neighborhood yeah. is quite the funny, weird position. Like and painful in. too though, because you don't know what makes sense to you. Yeah. Being born in Vancouver, it's like you almost identify as white. You know what I mean? You almost have to. Ashley Brown was the fucking whitest girl in my school. <laughs> yeah. We're like, best friends. Do you, are you still best friends? No, 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 we're not best friends. <laughs> no, but we were best friends all through elementary school. And then what happened? And then I moved High school schools. Came? Oh, you moved schools. Okay. And then we... Even though, like, I was hanging out with the other Asian people, like, I don't know, we just never, like, hung out. Yeah. But it's like, who else can you connect to? It'd be like, I was lucky that I had my sister and my cousins that I grew up with. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'd be so lost. Yeah. I don't even know what to do. There's this new show on CBC called... I don't know oh my gosh, I think I know what you're talking about. It's a reality show about high school kids. Okay, no, I didn't know Okay, about But there's an Asian kid in it. What, only one? But he's kind of retarded. Oh no, he's got down. <laughs> so it's like, why you gotta choose, like... <laughs> The ethnic kid as the Asian kid, and he has like weird social issues. Yeah, disabilities. I feel like is that media trying to like? You know what? It's hard to pick what is representing of us because who who are we really? Yeah, we're not that fucking retarded kid. No offense, <laughs> he's a good guy. I'm yeah, sure. We're not the fucking math whiz. No, you know what I mean. But those are stereotypes that we're like talking about now. Yeah, right? we're like tying ourselves to it. I think like society and media wants us to be these stereotypes, but the they reality can't is we're not. Us. Yeah, because they don't. Because like, if you're not like us, then you have to be labeled as something else. Well, fuck. Then it has to be very black and white. That's it, so stupid. That's how society almost processes things, right? I mean, media. Because that's how they like. Okay. okay, you watch like okay, Eddie Wong, the show, Fresh Off the Boat. Book. Yeah, they all have fucking accents. They're acting like Asian immigrants. You know what I mean? And then they have this one kid who's supposed to be Eddie Wong talking like a black kid. <laughs> no, no, no. I get that because okay, your brother sometimes is Eddie Wong. Yeah. He finds identity because he... He wants to relate to, like... He relates to that lifestyle of, like, someone who's black in (laughs) hip-hop. And he grew up with a family who were immigrants. Yeah. Like, Coleman, to me, is Eddie Wong, in a sense. Yeah. Because he encompasses all this thing. Yeah. But where it does get annoying, you're right, is um, that actor who plays the dad, the actor who plays the mom, for a fucking over-the-top, like... 
fobby. Yeah. It's like, is that necessary? It's not not necessary. necessary. But I feel like to the white guy. Oh, that's how I'm going to better understand. That's how Asian Asian immigrants are. You know what I mean? But it's like, no, that's not like. It isn't. It isn't. And I feel like the accents are so cheesy. That's why I can't watch that He's Korean too, though. Like, yeah, he's Korean. I think I don't know if the wife is. I can't remember. Her name. I think she's, she's Korean a, too. Is she Korean? Yeah, but I just think the accents are needed. Like we get it. You're immigrant, and you don't you really don't have to need cheese it up that much. And if you need someone who is an immigrant, you already have the grandma who like encompasses totally. All of that. Yeah, like you can just have the grandma. Like all have you ever watched All American Girl? Yeah, like, I did. I love with it so Margaret much. Cho. Yeah, like I thought that was a really great show. It was a really good show. Yeah, I don't think they played up the accents very much. No, but. The grandma did. Yeah, the grandma did. But the grandma's like all up for it. Which makes sense, I guess, right? If you want to like logically apply. Oh, okay. Yeah, like historically. It. Yeah, she's historically. Totally yeah. Places and <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that didn't make sense in the mid 90s. Yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of fucked up. That is fucked up because. Um, it's just a misrepresentation. And that's the whole thing, though. It's like, how can you make or how can you bring Asians, Chinese, like Filipinos, whatever, in sort of a light that yeah. representative, honestly? Yeah. Uh, you can't. You can't. Because the the demographic or the people that Doesn't watch the shit. Doesn't respond to it that way. They don't respond to it. And they may be open to it, like, on a personal level. Yeah. Like, if they work with a Filipino person or with a Korean person, they understand it. But, yeah. like, in a whole, in a mass, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They just, That's they, like not something they would understand. To them, that would be like, it's not real. Yeah, this like, is fake shit. Yeah. Even though I work with someone who speaks proper English totally. that's a Chinese, that's a nurse. It's so crazy because like we're in a time where we can change that because totally. we're exposed to it. Now we have people who were immigrants that raised children yeah. here with those same values yeah. and their Western values. So it would make sense because they... They are now the demographic, but it still doesn't respond well. I think in like the entertainment industry, non-white is still. I feel like I find them majority. in the same like kind of the white yeah, category. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like white, black, and then etc. Yeah, well, like white, 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 black, and Hispanics are all in the same category. I feel like, but even then, like they even do the same with Hispanics. I still, I still feel like they're they're just becoming like okay. So they'd be like the the media. Yeah, so they'd be like white, black. Uh, Hispanics, and then the rest. Yeah, the rest is still, like, treated as, like, this... Second tier. Second tier, tier mi- minority. Whatever. Yeah. But they're actually the majority now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where was there... There was a quote that said that... Oh, no, no, no. It was um, Aziz Ansari and his partner at the Emmys. Yeah. Do you remember seeing that? No. Um, they talked about, like, how the Italian population is actually equivalent or less than the... Asian population, yeah. yet they have the representation of Godfather, like all these other things that make them superior, but Asians are still the fucking guy from Sixteenth Candle. <laughs> yeah. Long Duck Dolph? Yeah. <laughs> They're still that guy. Exactly. And that was fucking over 20 years ago. Exactly. And it's like... And we still have to live in that shadow. But they get Godfather. Totally. They get fucking five Godfathers. And I guess it's hard to just change that stereotype in a sense, right? Where that was like... one movie, though, that made the stereotype, though. That's like, true. how does something like that hold so much weight? You just have to, like, expose society to more and more of multiculturalism. I think that's what needs to be done. Because if you're, like, watching a movie or a TV show where it's mostly white-dominated... You're never gonna 
get used to the idea of having like an Asian person. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're used to seeing Asians in fucking kung fu. Yeah, you only want them in exactly kung fu because media media create those labels and yeah, but we're those creating structures. that too. So it's like okay, you want us in a kung fu? I'll give you fucking kung fu. Yeah. Yo, Jackie Chan, give us seven rush hours. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? We're I think, feeding into that true, too, though. Totally, I agree. But what we're doing now, we're creating a podcast to okay. Asian people. We probably sound like white folk, but we're actually Asian. Maybe. <laughs> but fuck that shit, because yeah, I ain't white. I'm yeah, Chinese. Fucking Filipino. Born and raised in Vancouver. I mean, and like, no, Winnipeg. This, but, you know. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, this yeah, is the new we're generation. Born in Canada. We are a multi- multicultural generation. Maybe it's not the same in like America, but in Vancouver, in Canada, that's what we're known for is our multiculturalism. Yeah. That's one of our claim to fame. Why not embrace it and really like show people that Asians are actually normal and they're a core <laughs> part of Canada. We yeah, don't, totally. I don't know Kung Fu. I don't, I don't have any ancient Chinese secrets. But, I'm really know, good at kicking. I can talk shit when I want to, and <laughs> I have a potty mouth, so you know. Whatever. Okay, but in reality, too, sure, we're like a melting pot. But okay, it's not like peachy all the time. No, it's hair. not. Yeah, we all have our culture clashes. But I think the good thing about Vancouver is that it's a melting pot of culturism. You go to Richmond, which is another suburb of Vancouver, mm-hmm. and it literally is like little Hong Kong. Even the signage. Yeah, even the signage. You know what I mean? And you can I don't know. It's like you go to like East Van, like the depths of East Van, like South Fraser. And it's like little Punjab town. Yeah, that's really true too. Like uh, Vietnamese town, yeah, be yeah. like Kingsway, yeah. Victoria, exactly. and a little bit of Fraser. So I think that's a really good thing about Vancouver is that we do have our little pockets of like ethnicity. And it's really because you get exposed to that and it becomes normal. Like I was at a Korean restaurant yesterday and two white people walked in and they're like, I love this restaurant. Whenever I want Korean food, I go here. And I think it's really weird to like see like two like mainstream white folk saying that. Okay, so second... I counter that too, and in agreement. Yeah. Like my boss is super white. Yeah. And uh, he loves fucking kanji. Like he credits kanji to getting him well. Kanji is really you. sick. Kanji is so hospital. good for you. He ate it. He felt well. He yeah. left the hospital. Yeah. It was kanji that saved his life. Totally. And both places, like he can list like the best ones in the city because yeah. he goes to all of them. That's the other thing too, though. Is Asians are very accepting of like. The white folk. Totally. The other folk. But when it's the other way around. Yeah, not as accepting. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Oh, it's totally. Like, for sure. It's like, am I getting judged right now? Like, when I walk to, like, yeah. all white establishment, it's like, I feel uncomfortable. Like, oh, yeah. Totally. But, like, it's totally... So, that's the thing about this melting pot. It's very... One-sided. Yeah. And it's it's only accepting if you're... If you migrated here, yeah. I feel. People who grew up here are not so accepted. That's true. They feel like you're taking jobs away. When I was growing up, I used to get yelled at, like, get out of our country. You don't deserve to be here. And you like, actually got... Yeah, it was like a metro town. It would be, like, pretty frequent because I used to, like, do karaoke there. Yeah. So when do I'm what? taking the karaoke... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love to sing. You worked at karaoke? No, I didn't. I just, like, sang there oh, all okay. the time. High school. Like, at Taisho? weekend. No, it's just, like, at, um... Oh, like, Station Square? Yeah. <laughs> so, to our listeners... Station Square, Station Square is like a little mall that's attached to an even bigger yeah. suburban suburban mall called Metrotown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Station Square was like the side mall of Metrotown. Yeah, but they had all the best like karaoke <laughs> places that had disco balls, and it was really fun there. So late at night, 
me and my cousins would like go back home to Surrey, another suburb, and then we'd get harassed by people. Like, uh, what are you doing here? Like, go back to your country. You're stealing your jobs. And we're like 15, 16 years old. Like, yeah. we don't even work. Like, <laughs> we're not taking your jobs. But we were constantly like defending ourselves, especially a time between like 11 and 12 o'clock at night. We're like constantly defending ourselves. Which is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I was just fucking singing for $20 an hour. It's like, if anything, I'm actually contributing <laughs> to your <laughs> fucking society. So yeah, I'm not fucking stealing your jobs. I just want to sing. Yeah, exactly. Let me sing. Just let me sing. No, totally. It's like, it's so, singing. it's very one sided. And don't get me wrong, like, I have no issues with white people. Yeah. But it's a sign of white privilege, you know what I mean? I totally privilege understand motherfucking white people. No, because they feel like deserve they deserve everything. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm not racist ridiculous. either. I dated all white people until yeah. your brother. Just so you know. And I'm still dating white people, so <laughs> it's like it's not that like I I only choose to date white people. It's just, no, that's what no, comes no. Up. it's just it happens in the city. Yeah. Defend yourself. <laughs> I'm being dominated by the white man. <laughs> he's really open to people he just like people. I like all colors <laughs> of the rainbow all flavors of ice cream yeah he likes them all it's okay though like I get it okay another thing on a side note because we're conditioned because we see that all the time yeah. as we're growing up yeah Green ninjas yeah. like Chinor, he's like the hottest guy ever which one was he? he Rocky Rocky was he yeah. the angry kid? yeah yeah see he's so hot that's what started the whole whiteness. Also, um, Wonder Years. Kevin Arnold, wasn't he so cute? Um, when I was that age, I didn't really have like that kind of feelings. Yeah, but spirit. That was more for a six year old. <laughs> that was more like your age, Coleman's age, but for me, yeah. I think Saved by the Bell was one of them though. Yeah, that's another thing too. Zach, Zach Morris. Morris. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny how like every time we showed up, like the, the <laughs> audience would be like hooting and hollering. Yeah, why wouldn't you hoot and holler? He's so hot and he's yeah. hot till this day. Mark Paul Glassier, you're so hot. Is he still hot today? Yeah, he's so fucking hot. Really? Your Christmas card is gonna have him <laughs> all over. Trust me. I look forward to that. Yeah, you love my green cards. Um, but yeah, you're right. We're conditioned to just like white people. Growing up in like the media that we were exposed to, it's like of course, like. I think back to I'm like, yeah, like, why wouldn't I be attracted to the white? Who's your option? AC Slater? Because he's kind of Hispanic. I don't like AC Slater because he's too, like, butch and macho. You know? Yeah, and he kept saying, like, shit like preppy and yeah. mama. Like, um, he was a I don't respect you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He was a chauvinist. I don't respect you. It's like, who are my options? Screech, AC <laughs> Slater, Zach Morris. Or Mr. Belding. It's like, A.C. Slater is sort of cool, but he's yeah. a chauvinist. Mr. Belding is like a dad. Yeah, and well, his wife is pregnant. Yeah, and then Screech is Screech, so. And he's it's like, friends with a robot. Yeah, totally. Yeah, his robot! Kevin. So was good. Kevin? Yeah, or something like that. So we didn't have very much choices. Okay, also look at Calibrated Dreams. <laughs> one Asian girl. One black guy. Yeah. And then some weird guy who had a sister and they yeah. would like jab in their yeah. garage. The garage, exactly. California Jeans was like the side bitch to say by the bell. <laughs> right? Yeah, no one took her seriously. Yeah. Like I remember a lot of episodes of Say by the Bell. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of episodes of California Dreams. I don't really either. 
but the Asian girl. She was cool. She was like the geeky neurotic one though. Yeah, but she made it all happen. Like Power Rangers. Trini. Trini. She gets to be yellow. (laughs) Why is she yellow? Why is she yellow? Why are you saying this? Exactly. Exactly. See, she couldn't like, be pink ranger. No, she couldn't because the white girl has to be pink, and she was gym- she oh, was a gymnast. On top of that, uh, wasn't black ranger black? Yeah, he was. Wow, they weren't very creative. <laughs> and at you want to skill us dancing? He bro- he he was really good at break dancing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like Why racial profiling. Our kids, this shit is that still happening today though? Um, I don't know. I don't watch. Or are people TV more now. like sensitive? I'm not well, sure. obviously we can't watch. It. We have no children to like watch <laughs> these programs with. I definitely am not exposed to it anymore, but it would be funny. It's like Chinese <laughs> people can only play with dragons. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Although Game of Thrones is changing that. That white chick has. Uh, they're only white people okay. in oh. Game of Thrones. This so. black people. Where? I don't know. I don't watch it. But. Season six, <laughs> where they all die. I, I, I never watch it. <laughs> Watching with um, your brother is fucking so painful. I want to kill him. <laughs> Why would? Because he, he can't like pay attention. So we're watching it. We've only Game gone as far. Yeah, we've only gone as far as like um, season two, only because um, he can't pay attention. So he's constantly asking questions, and obviously can't watch. <laughs> The show with him, like, oh, did he die? Oh, who's that girl? Why does she have dragons? Are they married? It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, just watch the show. It's like, I don't know why he I could can't not follow watch it. a show with somebody who asks him questions all the time. Yeah, okay, so he watched Breaking Bad. There's, like, um, really complicated yeah. storylines, character situations, right. like, all this shit, right? Yeah. Like, you'd think he would adapt that to Game of Thrones. Yeah. No, no, your brother's stupid. <laughs> He just doesn't understand the whole fantasy aspect to it. But even if you take that out, it's just like a storyline. Just like any other storyline. Yeah, it's like uh, you really have a, like, a fucked up brother that you fight. Yeah. Uh, you have a dad who owns, like, controls a lot of the, the kingdom. Do you watch who, this? I did. I watched up to season two until um, I had to fight your brother. And then we stopped. <laughs> I didn't realize he, like, talks a lot. Talks so much! It was like... Uh, can you watch this on your own time? Like, I'm watching this right now. He's like, no, 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 I get it. I just need to know what's happening here. <laughs> it's like, so I tell him. He's like, oh, why does she have dragon? Because, uh-huh. so, like, in the early season, like, the first season, the girl with the dragons, like, Khalees, or is her name Khalees? I don't, I don't watch it. She has a brother who thinks he's, like, dominant. And I don't want to ruin it for anyone who just started it, but... Um, I think they're all, like, season eight. I think it's okay if you ruin it. Okay, now it's, like... Okay, that's another thing. Shawshank Redemption, I spoiled it for your brother. That movie is, like, 20 years long. You spoiled it for him? How do you spoil it for him? I told him the ending. How we I told him what happened. Is that, like, the sewage fights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, well, like, what happened spoiler to... Spoiler alert. <laughs> that movie's, like, 25 years old. Yeah. Spoiler alert, it's over for you. Yeah, like, exactly. oh, why'd you tell me that? It's <laughs> like, that? yeah, it's like, are you going to watch this? Like, well, I don't know now. It's like, you had 20 years to watch it. Forget that. No, Shock if you haven't watched it in 25 years, then has it really been 25 years? I don't even know. Like, the 90s was forever ago. When did it come out? Probably like early 90s. Probably then. Morgan Freeman looks so young. So he's probably like so young. Times they have a change. Times have a change. Okay, instead of talking about topics, we're just gonna skip right to the end because it's 1.15 a.m. and it's Jocelyn's fake Friday, but I still got work tomorrow. So the whole point of our podcast is to give a real life kind of real perspective view on 
Asians living in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So with that said, we want to turn this podcast into like what? Something... Something more conversational, something that can spark a conversation. Yeah. Um, something that's like a little more real about the city because it can come off as a little bit fake or phony. Clicky. Very clicky. Like ask anyone who's just moved here. Totally. So I guess what we're really trying to convey is something like real, honest, and good and bad about our city. Beyond that, we love where we live. Yeah, like I have mad love for Vancouver. And I feel like my love for Vancouver only grows more as I get older. So ideally, we want this to be a real life portrayal of what living in Vancouver is like from an Asian perspective. Asian perspective, a single perspective, a Filipino perspective. A gay perspective, a a straight perspective. perspective. Yeah, a straight, coupled, single perspective. Yeah, totally. Um, I think we offer a lot of different opinions. um, Different perspectives. Different perspectives. So the way we're going to end it is, let's talk about what our beef is with Vancouver. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. (laughs) So Jess, Um, you go first. uh, The one that comes like right from the top of my head, my beef is uh, fucking juice bars. Like, why do we need so many? Not all of us are fucking yoga, cyclists, bike riding fanatics. Like, some of us just like a good beer. Yet, every corner where I work, there is a kiosk or a juice truck or a retail store that carries, like, a juicer that costs, like, $10 a bottle. Like, what the fuck? Seriously? That's my beef. I'll like, agree with you on that. I agree that the idea of paying $10 for a cold pressed juice is completely and absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> like, when you think You pay for it. it. I pay for it. <laughs> I it's pay, ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous, but we still pay for it, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, it is super healthy and it's giving you, like, all the right nutrients that you mm-hmm. need. So there's a definite health benefit to it from. But, like, would you... Do you notice right away? Or no. do you feel good because you force yourself to feel it's good? It's all a placebo offense. Because yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I pay 10 bucks, but I'm getting pure nutrients out of it. Is so. this energy I feel? <laughs> Is this healthy I feel? Totally. But it's a total good Vancouver thing. Like, oh, we, yeah. we eat it up. Totally. It's better than paying dirt cheap money for fast food. Okay. If those are the only things we're comparing, then yes, you're correct. The juicer... A phenomenon is the best thing for our community. Like, I'd rather be bitching about expensive, healthy juices than expensive fast food. Or There like... is no expensive fast food, though. AW's pretty expensive. Yeah, but that's free range. <laughs> Organic. <laughs> Organic. Fucking mama burger. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, we could be worse. We could be, be like middle America. Oh, gosh. Yeah, then, yeah. We could be worse. Yeah. Thank you, juicers. And juicing companies. Yeah, totally. Complain that, like, McDonald's ran out of our 20-piece chicken McNuggets for only $2. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those are, like, things that you can't compare yeah. in a regular spe- a spectrum, though. Different, different lives. We'll continue yeah. to spend $10 on a fucking 8-ounce juice with kiwi in it. But with that said, like, I think that ties into my beef with Vancouver is that there's a lot of first-world problems privilege motherfucking bitches that are living in Vancouver where like yeah. I'll, I'll I'll be honest like I've been into that where I was just like oh I'm so angry right now my Pilates instructor didn't <laughs> show up to my class you know what I mean it's like if I can bail ruin my whole life yeah, exactly or like oh you don't have the cold pressed juice that I want god I hate my life I'm gonna kill myself it's like that kind of shit yeah, you know what I mean true. but there's so much of that in Vancouver that I do fall victim to it 
when I notice it, it's just even more disgusting. Yeah. And I hate myself even more. Well, Megan, you dive into it. Like, yo, girl, I feel you. <laughs> what, no cucumber today? No cucumber juice. What, no p- Pilates? That bitch. Exactly. God. What is this world coming to? <laughs> but yeah, so that's my beef. And I'm definitely a victim to it. Just as we are both victims of buying cold fresh juices. Yeah. I we do live a bit of a, a first world privilege problem living in Vancouver. It's really awful. And I wonder, like, are other cities like that? Like, do you think other states are like that in America? Like, do you think L.A. is like that? Yeah. I think it is, right? I think L.A. is. Like, when you get into, like, San Francisco. Yeah. I don't think, um, maybe Seattle, but I, don't, I didn't really see it when I was there last. I think you're going to find it on the West Coast. This yeah. fucking pretentious It's just like a craze. West Coast vibe, right? Yeah, because they're like, oh, we're so healthy, yoga, Ugg boots. But you know what? I'd rather be healthy in Ugg boots drinking a cold fresh juice than fat in, like, electric wheelchair going to McDonald's to get With all the money in the world? (laughs) With all the money (laughs) going to get my, like, supersized whatever family meal at KFC. Okay. Yeah, you know what? There's always... It's it's always greener on the other (laughs) side, really. So that's your beef. That's my beef. But we still, still, like, give in to that beef. Yeah, totally. Without eating the beef. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes. You're fucking yoga going, Pilates (laughs) trying... Cold pressed juice cycling, drinking. Pressed juice drinking. <laughs> Whatever. That's ten dollars later. In. That's the city we live. That's that's a reality to, though. But like these are small businesses, and we're um feeling that totally. So it's like a cycle. Yeah. So in turn, um, in our pretentious views about how we view juices, uh, we are uh, contributing. Contributing to society and supporting local businesses. Wow, you know what? Pat yourself on the yeah. back. Pat me on the back. I'll put myself in it so that you can make a profit. Oh my gosh, we are <laughs> heroes in this community. Yeah. I'll feel good tomorrow buying myself up. Hey man, <laughs> have you heard of us? Exactly. We're changing the world. And if there's any sponsors listening out there, yeah, we like juices. <laughs> we like cold pressed juice. Yeah. And Pilates. And Pilates. Yeah, we're not particular. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. uh, but then in turn, we do have beef, but we also fucking have so much fat love for a city. Preach. So, recommendations. So, what's your recommendation? As we lead, lead into, like, a Halloween weekend, um, I'm not into, like, the festivities no. or anything like that. But there's, like, fun things that I've done, like the ghost train at Stanley Park. Always I've never fun. done that. Is that actually oh, fun? or is There's it... elements of fun when um they jump out at you and it's, like, but something don't unexpected. Kids this, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's always, like, something unexpected that's not too much. So it's, like, someone in the bush. You already saw him rustling <laughs> in the bush. And then his arm sticks out and you're like, ah! <laughs> but you saw that for like five minutes. So it's like a cheesy kind of fun. The cheesy, yeah, yeah, that's the best description. Um, but then we also have really great breweries. And then Preach. they're all open all yeah. weekend um, till like 1 a.m. at least, I yeah. think. I think that's really great. I think we're like a mix, a good mix of like, if we were to pair, compare Vancouver to like America, we'd be like a good mix of Portland and LA. Like a nice hybrid. Yeah. We have the hippy dippy side of Portland. We're definitely but that. But it's kind of like first world problems of LA. Okay, we're definitely that too. Shh. Don't try to make friends around here <laughs> around the holiday season. You won't make any. It's kind of hard. <laughs> it's kind of hard. We're very LA around Halloween. <laughs> you won't make friends. Um, there are elements that's so great. So I guess recommendation is... What's one brewery that you recommend? Uh, 33 Acres right off the bat. The best. 
good vibes. Like Friday, they have like a live band. They're Marachi. Yeah, the Marachi fans. Get there early because it gets packed. It really does get packed there. But they're like 50 plus year old, just having like a, a good time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would definitely recommend that. I don't know if I ever told you, but, like, I would love to have a place that looked like 33 Acres. Like, that's how I imagine like your home? my home to look oh. like. I love 33 Acres. That's you like... know where the brewery part where they make the the brews? Yeah. Like, that should be your bedroom. <laughs> yeah, just have a, <laughs> a brewery factory in my bedroom. Yeah. That would be that it. Happen. And then your living room <laughs> is, like, the space where they do the tasting. Totally, exactly. Yeah. Done. Consider Perfect. it done. I really like the light bulbs. Yeah. So. The half-dipped light bulb. Yeah, with the black. Fucking love it. So, to support your brewery recommendation, I'd like to recommend that Vancouver has a lot of great restaurants. Yeah. We are a food-centric city. Very. Asian-specific. I find mm-hmm. that we have a lot of good Asian food in Vancouver. Dim sum is, like, king yeah. around here. And even, like, even the Hong Kong people, like, Chinese people who come to Vancouver say that our Chinese food is, like, really, really good. That is so true. I totally believe that. Totally. So my recommendation is a really good Vietnamese vegetarian restaurant on like 33rd and Victoria Drive in East Van called Chow Veggie Express. Vegetarian Vietnamese food, but modern. So there's a lot of like healthy, local, organic veggie bowls that have like quinoa, like veggies, but with like... Quinoa? Vietnamese quinoa? Yeah, it's so good. But they do like noodle bowls and rice bowls and quinoa bowls, but they have really good like spices and sauces that just really elevate what a normal veggie bowl would taste like. And I okay. highly recommend it. And the desserts are phenomenal. So yeah, I, that's one place I recommend. Good beer selection, good desserts, okay. good vibes. What's it called again? Chow Veggie Express. Chow Veggie So Express. they're on Ravel Island or the also on East Van. But that's my recommendation. So go there, grab your dinner, get yourself a good, like, you know, curry bowl. And then after that, go get yourself a beer at 33 mm-hmm. Acres and you're set for the night. Perfect. I haven't been to that one, but I will definitely go. So that's our recommendation for today. And mm-hmm. I think that's everything. I think it's good. All right. So that's, I'm Colton and I'm signing out. <laughs> I'm Jesslyn. I too am signing out. All right. Well, I guess we'll, we'll see you next time on <laughs> our To Be Confirmed <laughs> podcast day. Yeah, we have a couple of names going. Cool. All right. Peace. Bye.